Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. <laughs> we laughed through that. You did a big wind-up of the point, so I got really excited and jumped the gun a little bit. It's okay. But it's me, Kate Thompson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and we're back yeah. for the final installment of Wake the Devil. Yeah. But we're not doing it alone. No. We got a special guest for this episode. Yes. The amazing comic book writer of... Jupiter Jet, this kick-ass comic about a 16-year-old girl who inherits this awesome jetpack. It's really, really cool. Everybody go check it out. And also, the host of the podcast, Geek History Lesson, please welcome to the podcast, Jason Inman. Oh, crap. I'm here. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Way. I met you today. Yeah, yeah, I met you today. Also, it's really, this is uh, this turns out to be planned very well because the opening page of this issue is jetpacks. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. It right. works oh, my God. A smooth transition. Yeah, there we you go. We know what we're doing here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's like this was planned. Yeah. Oh, it, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, no, thank you. Planned. Thank you. I'm I, I'm a fan of this podcast, so I'm excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, man. Oh, thank so, you so we're much. We're excited yeah. to have you on. Yeah. You're like uh like geek royalty, dude. Like, Am I it's a geek really royalty? cool. Yeah, I, I think know. so. We'll see. You like have all of this awesome YouTube content that I'm like, I, like it's kind of spiraled bored. down a little hole, and I was like. I am stalking this man at this point, oh. and I can't wow. do right, this right. anymore. I need all to right. chill. Like, I watched a bunch of your videos, and they're oh, all I'm super sorry. funny and great. Oh, no, <laughs> they're all so good. Especially your love for Superman is always inspiring, and oh, you are, I know what video you watched, then. Superman, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I haven't watched any of your videos. I do like do meeting a, a fan who mm-hmm. will support Superman, because I think too many people- Give him this, crap. Yeah, give yeah. him crap. And also in the cynical world that we live in, and I and it's valid to be cynical yeah. about it, uh, and also in the age of Breaking Bad, I don't know what else to call it, where I think everything is now getting the Breaking Bad treatment. Mm-hmm. For for example, and this might put this might be this is a tangent. <laughs> uh, that new tangents. show Kidding came out. I haven't uh, seen it. It's a new like uh, Showtime show with Jim Carrey, and I. I I have an acting class and we worked on the pilot just as an exercise in class. And what bothered me was like, they took a character I like, like um, Mr. Rogers, who in a sense to me is like a Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he, he through pure. Yeah. Pure. And even through the worst times mm-hmm. sticks to that. And I think right now no one finds value in watching that. And so they sort of just with this show, they took that kind of thing, but then they just gave it the breaking bad, like routine of like, he's going through hard times and he's about to slip and get evil. And like, this, at least that's what it feels like they're going. <laughs> yeah, I get and that. I'm like, no, thanks. Why can't yeah. we, there's something interesting. I think, and maybe you probably sure. can speak better to it of us, like a Superman who is just like, no, I can, even though I have the power to destroy you all, I'm going to do the right thing. Well, that's <laughs> part of it is because I'm, I'm from Kansas and I grew oh, up, man. I grew up on a very, very small, poor farm. Like when people ask where I'm from, I generally say Smallville because if I say the town I'm from, <laughs> nobody knows what it is because only 70 people live there. Um, wow. Yeah. It's very, very small town, Kansas. So in Kansas, we have two famous people. We have Dorothy and we have Superman yeah. <laughs> and I like Superman a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's there's something well, Dorothy ref- starts out selfish. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something refreshing about this poor Kansas farm boy who goes on to become the greatest person in the galaxy and you are right like people are we are in this breaking bad age that's a great way to say it but it's more like i think everybody loves batman but when you look Mm -hmm. at batman batman's a psychopath yeah totally he's a billionaire who wants to beat up people on the street because he can't get over his grief Mm -hmm. whereas superman uses his grief for i lost the home world that i had and i'm gonna make sure that my adopted home world never ever has anything happen like that. 
That's and uh, yeah, it's all about hope and it's dreams. And that's exactly that's the ideal that we should have, not the ideal of let's go into an alleyway, beat up homeless yeah, people. Yeah, just beat the shit out of right. people. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. People just want to seem moody and deep and dark. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I do occasionally. <laughs> I mean, but not all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> uh, tell us about your Kickstarter. Yeah, I know. So I'm doing the shameless thing where I'm going around to podcasts and talking about my <laughs> Kickstarter, but that's no how you do it, kids. Yeah. Um, it's called promotion, baby. Yes. Uh, so my wife and I are co-writing a comic book, a new original graphic novel. It's 80 pages long called Science. And you have to say it like that. <laughs> And it is about this 14-year-old girl named Tamsin who starts her very first year at the Prometheus Institute. And you may sound that that is like, oh, that's great. She's going to go to this awesome high school and there's floating robots and maybe aliens or teachers. But (laughs) it's actually not great because she's secretly there to destroy the school from the inside because she thinks the headmaster murdered her father. So imagine Harry Potter, except Harry Potter wanted to kill Dumbledore. That's what the storyline is. And it's full of like very, (laughs) very scientific adventures. And, uh, uh, you know, like we're actually having science facts and it's a, it's a, it's a perfect book for middle schoolers, but we're not dumbing it down. We are, um, making sure that adults can read it as well. That's awesome. And you can find it at sciencecomicbook.com that will take you right to the Kickstarter. Or if you don't like URLs, you can just go to Kickstarter and type in science Then you can find it that way as well. But, uh, yeah, we're start September 12th. And uh, it's the only way the book will happen is through Kickstarter because independent comic books like Hellboy are expensive to make because you have to pay for everything as the writer. Yeah. So and that's why many people don't know. But uh, yeah, go over sciencecomicbook.com. It's fun. We have a lot of great rewards. We have very high profile comic book writers that are doing script reviews for us, including uh, Tom King, the writer of Batman. So cool. So if you want to get your script reviewed by the guy who writes, puts words in Batman's mouth (laughs) and sciencecomicbook.com. And plus, you'll help us make our comic book. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh I'm my hooked. god, I'm so excited. I'm hooked on yeah. that pitch. Um, I'll add also your link uh, to our listeners. I thank have you. a link tree on our Instagram. I'll I'll add Sweet, it to there you. as well. Um, so you guys I'm can so find excited. that really quick. And you and your wife are such a great team. Like Jupiter Jet, so far I haven't finished it yet, but uh, like I, you could just see the passion in it and like the. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, thank you. It's really cool, and to have I, I like that you guys have. Young female leads, that's fucking great too. Whoops. Uh, and then it, <laughs> why do we say whoops? <laughs> that is actually I don't know. that is young very, fucking young. That's actually female leads. Dude, just fucking. <laughs> that's very on purpose. A lot of that is um, my wife used to be very big into Tumblr a couple yeah. years ago, and she one day was scrolling through Tumblr. She used to scroll through Tumblr all the time, and yeah. she was like, "We need to write a comic book for this crowd." Yeah. And I was like, why don't we? And that's where Jupiter Jet started. People are like, <laughs> people crave it. They really, really yeah. want something like that. So it's yeah. cool to meet. And especially if it's like targeted towards like an audience that is in middle school. It's also cool that you mentioned not dumbing it down to be accessible to adults. But I feel like when I was a kid in middle school, I would want to read something like that. That's like a little edgier and like, yeah, not dumbed down for me. Cause especially like you're in middle school and you're like, I I know everything. Like yeah. I, I'm smarter than anybody. So like you well, kind of a, yeah. crave something that's, that that's in the new, to you. Yeah, like thank that. you. And that's in the thing in the new book. That's why it is going to be about crazy sci-fi multiverse stuff. But we have these little robots called stats they're like little Froding. They're they're like scientific teaching assistants of the school, and every once in a while they will interrupt the story and give you a dialogue. That's um, so great, <laughs> and give you actually the real science behind what these kids are like 
blah, 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 blah. So the, so the stats will always interrupt the story and be like, well, actually, in the real world, this kind of energy doesn't exist, but it's close to this, blah, blah, Dude, blah, blah. Dude, I love that. Uh, we actually have a joke in the third. We write our stats like they're Alfred to Batman, whereas like they always, <laughs> they make, they call the kids assholes, basically. <laughs> they're I like, love these that. dumb kids don't know science. <laughs> I, they're part of the, I love the idea that they're, they're te- essentially our school staff, but yep. are talking down to the <laughs> Yeah, just being like, no, Those are kids. like all TAs. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. and most like, a veteran like teachers anyway yeah. out there yeah, in the yeah. world yeah <laughs> like they still are doing it for uh like a good reason yeah and they, they, have they want them fa- to they'll learn. have smiley face uh video screens for oh, their that's heads fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> i was gonna say i can't wait to see the design for them do you I'll, have um I'll throw it up. oh yeah yeah I'll, I'll throw it up on there maybe I'll... we could include that too or something yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Set I, away. I will definitely post um images for it uh Sweet. the week that we we roll this out in september sweet and Which I've taken up right enough now, of your time. If you're listening. Yeah, by the way, uh, Hel- Hellboy, no. also a science comic book. Mm, just Very saying. true. There's a lot of synergy here. Yes, And yes. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, check all that stuff out. But, Jason, I want to know about your, yes. your, your relationship and history with Hellboy and Mike Mignola. Uh, so, I got into Hellboy because of the first Hellboy movie. Um, I actually, I'd read. The first, I think, is Seeds of Destruction the first one? The, yes, the very first yep, yep. Uh, major miniseries. Mm-hmm. I read line. Seeds of Destruction before the first movie because I knew that movie was coming. And so I was like, oh, I'll read the first one. And, da, da, cool. da. and then I remember going to see the movie and be like, this is nothing like <laughs> yeah. the comic books. What wow. is this? Um, I actually remember I owned like the first five trades of Hellboy way back in the day. And before I moved out to Los Angeles, I did the thing like what many people do where you put everything in your car. Yep. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit in the car, it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I used to have this massive graphic novel library collection. I've since reacquired that. I have too many graphic novels. Yeah. And my Hellboy trades did not make the cut to come to Los Angeles. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I love Hellboy. It's heartbreaking, but that it has it, it to was, happen. It, well, I, I did the, it's nothing against Hellboy. It was yeah. the, have I read this in the last year? And if I said, no, it didn't come. That's um, very, I, lost yeah. a, I lost a lot of stuff uh, like Dark Phoenix, I think, didn't come along as well. Yeah. Um, but that is my I So I've read the first five trades. So when I was reading this issue that we're going to talk about today, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I was slowly remembering it and being like and remembering where the story goes. And I also remember weirdly in my head, there's a story where frogs, there's like a lot of frogs. That's the very the seat of destruction. That's right. OK, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's frogs <laughs> as, as well in BPRD. Yes, that that's is, right. I've read that issue, too. Yeah. yeah the plague of frogs. The plague like of it keeps coming back. Story. Um. Mignola's art is funny. I think the first time I knew who Mike Mignola was, was they do this issue of uh, one of my favorite comic book series of all times is Starman mm-hmm. by DC Comics. And it's about Jack Knight, this sort of son who doesn't really want to be a superhero, but takes over for his dad. And they do a Batman Hellboy Starman crossover. And yeah. Mike Mignola draws all the two issues. And it's the only time that Hellboy has ever appeared in a DC comic book. Like he's in a DC comic book because yeah. of it, because he's That's in cool. Starman. Um, uh, we are trying to like, I, this is for our listeners to tease them. Cause you're now giving them a little tease. We are going to cover that with a, with, it's a great we, issue. We have it like, but we're trying to f- track it down. Oh, interesting. It's, I don't know what, I mean, I got to, if it's, listeners, uh, if you know, I, uh, I actually, I have all these Starman omnibuys and it's in those omnibuys. So if you just let me know, I'll let Caitlin borrow oh. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so you I'll have because I yep. swear it was Omnibuy, on Hoopla. By the way, yeah, it was on Hoopla <laughs> for like Omnibuy. a short I just period. like peaked my little. Yeah. Did I say wrong? Did I say omnibuses? No, no, no. <laughs> I would, that's something that would fall out of my mouth. Uh, but no, you they said collect, it correctly. They collected in there. It act, that, That's great. It was funny because uh, Starman's one of my favorite comic book series of all time, and 
it just surprised me because I was like, what is Hellboy doing in here? And like, oh, this is Mike <laughs> Mignola. So, so cool. Uh, amazing. I think I, I have a connection to Mike Mignola more than Hellboy, weirdly enough, because I've read a lot of his past DC comics work because I'm a big, I love DC comics, uh, probably more than any man should. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so I've read Hellboy. I, I've read some pieces of BR, BRPD. And because of this, I was like talking before we got on the air that I'd always wanted to read the end of Hellboy, like Hellboy in Hell. And now because of this issue, I think I'm going to do it. You should. It's amazing. Like, honestly, yeah, I want to know the end. My favorite. It's yeah. I, I was mean, in a similar boat there. as you were. It was like very minimal. Mm-hmm. Like mostly the movies were my initial experience with it. And then, yeah, like Dave put out there, like, does anybody is anybody a fan of this thing? And it really like luckily re- I was yes. hooked, yeah. dude. I was hooked. Like well, that's what I think when you told me you were doing it, I was like, you're doing a Hellboy podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like, and then I just love the name. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Thank you. That's yeah. all you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's great to have somebody with fresh eyes like Kate, because even though I'm returning yeah. to it, I've already, I'm already diving in going like, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's wonderful. That's a cool thing. I mean, I definitely want to go back. And I think even for this podcast, it gives us good reason to, is to revisit a lot of the Mignola stuff with DC and maybe even though his little, I know he has Marvel here and there, I think. Yeah, he's mostly very, DC. He's, he's a big aware, DC guy. And then yeah. went to Dark Horse with this. But like, I would like to do Gotham if Knights, I, I believe, or Gotham Lights or whatever that Batman. I think it's Garth, Gotham Knights. Yeah, 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 I'd like to do that. And then just discuss it. Yeah. We have an excuse to why mm-hmm. not revisit all of his other stuff. Yeah. Especially to see a little more of his, because Hellboy does have, shows you that clear progression of his own mm-hmm. personal style. But it's nice to even look back and see where he started from even more. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Thank you man. for having me. So exciting. That sounded it. like I was ending the podcast. Yep. All right. We'll <laughs> yeah. see you next week, everybody. <laughs> well, goodbye. Oh, boy. Uh, when we have guests, I just get flustered. <laughs> it's just exciting. It's yeah, just exciting. It really is. Also, apologies for making the intro probably longer than it's ever been. Uh, oh. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry like about length on our podcast. We tend to go on. Uh, yeah. Next uh, segment, we got, oh, boy email <laughs> uh, but we do have some great emails what is your email address is it all crap a hellboy podcast at gmail or uh, all crap, all crap hellboy. a hellboy podcast at, e- at gmail.com wow. right. yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good that's, it's a mouthful that's a great email name it's too. a big old email <laughs> yeah. uh, we have two emails to quickly uh, just uh, read real quick and go over and respond to from two of our previous um, listeners who have emailed us before contributors at this point yeah really contributors they do a lot of uh (laughs) uh bullet points which are nice yeah quick emails bullet points about what you're doing wrong or right both both in a lot of (laughs) just opinions i mean and they've been helpful too like uh, our first email literally told us how to like properly pronounce some names and i was like that's very helpful cool like that's not discouraging to me no that's very helpful i appreciated it very Um, much (laughs) This is from Jonathan Kreitz. Um, this is an email about our episode of The Wolves of St. August, mm-hmm. um, which I'm pretty sure, and, and two episodes back, I call it St. Uh, Augustine, Augustine a bunch okay. of times and right. don't realize it until yep. after. Uh, but he says, great interview with Jonathan Marks um, Baravecchia. Is that how you say his last name? I am 
there we go. Yep. <laughs> and we're off to a great start. <laughs> so his bullet points, let's just go through them. I love these bullet points. He says, Barbara Kessel, a well-known comic book editor and writer in her yep. own right, ex-wife of Carl Kessel, create, great 90s DC artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. Carl Kessel <laughs> helped create uh, the modern, or the 90s Superboy, Connor Kent. Oh. Yep. And also Good. Carl Kessel is a big uh, Fantastic Four artist. Nice. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. Um, he says he loved how Jonathan picked up on the symbology right away, where he informed us of the, the, um, the, the, la- the horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. were in there. We're like, blow mo- me and Kate's minds oh, yeah. immediately. <laughs> uh, he says, I always assumed the town murders took place between the death of the priest and Hellboy and Kate's arrival. She'll be in future stories. Everybody's excited about Kate. We yeah. Have many <laughs> listeners. As soon as Kate gets mentioned, they're like, ooh, can't wait. She's in it more. Yeah. Uh, but he's right. Because we had a little confusion with the timeline of when, like, those, like, how that town, that entire town was murdered by all those wolves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, the humanity of Hellboy and his hate for dealing with these terrible situations, something he loves us continually to talk about. Uh, the art, he says, I feel like when compared to the Seed of Destruction or other major miniseries, this feels like a serialized story from Dark Horse Presents. I wouldn't call any of Hellboy a minor work, but it is minor, minor compared to the larger the larger story parts. I think that's fair. Yeah, I can see that, and I mean, I think from I've, what I've seen so far, I mean, like it, it they're getting progressively larger, and like the the scale of them and uh, like the story of them is getting more. Like you can see this larger arc happening, and Wolves of Saint August seems like its own kind of little one hundred percent freak of the week. And that's what we like. We like those little side stories. I do love as that. Well. It's like, I mean, I've said it a long time ago, but like the first season of Buffy or like the first season of X Files or something, where you just have these kind of fun, like sort of like one off stories and like little tastes of the overall story arc are kind of peppered in. But, um, and that's what television storytelling kind of was in the 90s, which is when this was becoming out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so totally. it makes perfect sense that it yeah. would be similar to that. And it's, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's digestible. Happy. It's like a little snack. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have the snacks between, <laughs> well, it's also the, between the meals. It also kind of goes back to the idea of Stanley has always said this famous line about comic books where he says that every issue is somebody's first issue. Oh, that's and, great. And so that leads to the idea that and it's an argument in comic books right now where comics are very serialized, but also it's the, the idea of that, like, no, a reader should be able to pick up your issue three and figure out the story. And if they yeah. can't, then you did something bad as a writer. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, you, there's there's pluses to both sides, but there is something to be said to like a done in one kind of like little nugget on the side that doesn't yeah. tie to anything. Yeah. I agree. Because I go back and forth on that with comics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, I love one where I'm like, like these, I don't feel like they have to quickly inform me of what just happened. They trust that. Yeah. They trust that I read the previous issue. And then sometimes when I return to my Marvel reads, I get sometimes frustrated with how much exposition is in like the first two pages yeah. to inform me of what happened. And I'm like, I'm a regular reader. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like skim it though. Like I feel like you could just be like and just do a quick like predator scan of that and then <laughs> yeah. go on. Like, yeah, that's very true. No, the, yeah. best, the best thing about that, it always reminds me is I, I like to think of Chris Claremont who wrote X-Men for years as the J.R. Tolkien of comic books. For that, they they are both writers that have their characters go. Hi, I am Wolverine from Canada. You might have known that twenty years ago I did this, and then I had cupcakes with this one person, and then my wife died, and then oh no, there's a guy. Bub. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's awesome. Exhausting. I love that. Ooh, that's so yeah, cool. It's exhausting. Oh, Jason, you're bringing all this great insight on here. You're a great guest. I love it. Okay. Yeah, you are wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, this is a good art point of view, and maybe I'd love to hear what you think of this from sure. this issue. He says, I love how Mignola did the eyes in this issue. They remind me of how a dog's eye catch catches light in the dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. I mean, he, like, tends to do eyes like that, like, kind of anyway. It, it like, lends itself to that. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that was his initial inspiration or something. You were talking about this, uh, like, the Spider-Man eyes, and or the... um. Uh, the you're when you were so okay. So I also work with Jason. <laughs> yeah, we work. In, we work together at Airdrop. We work together, yep. and then so he <laughs> came in and drew an awesome Ninja Turtle on our glass office wall, and just shed a little light on your origin of that eyeball. Oh, so I did this triangle. Uh, like it's 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 a sideways triangle. It's, yeah. it's like skinny. And I said that I realized that in the '90s, especially that once Batman the animated series come out, came out, you notice that Bruce Tim does Batman's eyeballs like a triangle, like a yeah. sideways triangle. And you can see in comic books that every other comic book creator copies it. Yeah, and uh, I, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. All like the ninja, <laughs> so it's, it works for Ninja Turtles. Wolverine did it. Yeah. Like everybody that had like small little white eyes, except with the exception of Spider Man, they all look at the '90s. They're all sideways triangles. Yeah. And they all wow. they all stole from Bruce Tim. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Bruce Tim. I mean, his style is so good. I've, it's amazing. Bruce Tim is I so mean, awesome. it defined my cartoon life as a child. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no yeah. doubting. Yeah. There's. The, it still works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he also says Marvel style works well with artist geniuses like Kirby, Ditko, and Romita, mm -hmm. which you definitely pointed out. Just we were we briefly had discussed Jason about just that style, which is still sort of around, but does it's that, dying out. Does Magnolia do that? Does he do it Marvel style? Well, I mean, he writes and draws it, so I, I guess think he, he could. does it all. So he's yeah. not—he's he has full control. Mm -hmm. I think, we, we I think this was more, more about our conversation with Jonathan, who's yeah. a current um, working for Marvel. Ooh, and if you you should look up his Jonathan's work, it's really beautiful. He's mo mostly known for Dark Towers. He did some of Savage Wolverine and some other Scarlet Witch. He did some. He's all he's great, um, but. I think he's right. I just it's just that st Marvel Marvel style where the, it's sort of like outline to artist, then artist just makes big choices yep. and you pass it on. Yeah, and he's right. I do think that weirdly, I don't know if artists in the modern age could really be willing. There, I just think we're just in a yeah. different age and we time are. where you're not. You're gonna be like no. I need to. Well, know. Marvel style only happened too because Stan Lee just didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was he like they were just workload. So many it was like 21 books. He yeah. couldn't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he probably would claim he could. <laughs> he would have. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I like a lot of, I love the Fantastic Four and I love the first hundred issues of Fantastic Four, which is the Jack Kirby Stanley. Run. I need to visit them. But they're yet. great and they're so crazy cosmic. And when you read them, you realize that 90% of the modern Marvel universe comes from those hundred issues and writers are just aping those characters over and over and over again. Black Panther comes from that run. Um, Galactus comes from that run. Um, it's interesting. I almost credit Jack Kirby more with the Fantastic Four because to me, if all Stanley gave him was three paragraphs and mm -hmm. then Stanley came back with 20 pages, like Stanley wrote more of that book than that, or Jack Kirby wrote more of that book than Stanley did. Yeah. Um, everything I've seen about Jack Kirby, documentary wise, or read about, because I read that Marvel Unauthorized book. Yeah, it's a great book. A, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, oh, so read. good. Uh, 
like one of the the non-fictions where I just couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, man, that guy got fucked over. Yep. So, I mean, yep. it's this is old news now. Sure, sure. But and has nothing to do with Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than he is a big Kirby is we a big inspiration. Oh, you can see Mignola, You like, can see he, Kirby. And he dedicated yeah. Z to Destruction to Kirby. And you can, yep. Yeah, you're right. You can see it every. Every stroke he makes mm-hmm. with his pencil, it's like that is you're inspired by Kirby. Yeah. And there's Kirby Crackle in every single issue so far. Yeah, yeah. very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Kirby Crackle, yeah, big yeah. time. Uh, and then he says, "I to finish off." He says, "Love how Hellboy just fastballs the stationary right into the eye of the grenier." I guess he's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just says, another great episode. Looking forward to more. Thanks, man. Yeah, we really thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. I want to plug your things because you're such a gracious listener. He is a co-host of the Cast Prote- Protection, a Stranger Things podcast, and a host of Into a Larger World, a Star Wars literature podcast. Whoa, a Star Wars literature yeah, podcast? I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he's guess they're reading all that legend That's stuff a, now. That, yeah, it's not in continuity anymore. <laughs> Although I'll be honest, I I used to read all that back in the day because again, small time Kansas farm and I was just <laughs> no internet, pre-internet yeah. and I just I was desperate for anything. Yeah. Uh you, people don't realize the nerd golden age we live in right now of content. But um yeah. back in the day like we had it was Batman Forever and that was it. Yeah. Um so I read all those Star Wars novels and I'll be honest with you, I wish some of them were still in canon because I think some of their stories are better than the movies we're getting right now. Yeah. Well, I will yep. I'll fight you on the two major movies, but uh, I didn't read a lot of them, but I heard. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, there, there key, are some really bad, and I think ones. they're plugging some stuff from them. They are. They they're, want, they're pulling like, the Thrawn things. is yeah, still yeah. now brought back. Yeah, right, Thrawn to is be back. Part of there, the canon. There's little pieces here and there. But. Yeah, and I only read Shadow of the Empire because I love the game so much. That's a good book. It was a little complicated. And a good, that's a good game. But maybe it's great. It's a great game. game. And then I read Dash the, Rendar. Dash Rendar. Oh yeah, I hashtag Dash Rendar. I once used his name in an improv show. Oh, did you dash Rendar? I, for some reason, I, I, this is a random tangent, but I remember it was the first time I ever did a, a musical improv. Okay. And I just remember having to be in space and be a merchant, like a, like a, a smuggler for yeah. some reason. And that's the name that came did out. Did you get one dash laugh Rendar? from the audience? Like one person was no like, one, No, no one knew who the hell I was talking in about. In a nerdy audience of improvisers, they didn't even recognize That would be this. a great, by the way, that would be a great podcast where you have to like, each each week is you have to play a new level of Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> that would be. I'm surprised there's no one's done yeah. that. It's like the shadows of the shadows of the Empire. Like yeah. it's everything. You talk about the action figures, the crazy tie-in book, all that crap. It's all right, nuts. we're doing it. They tried oh, to make it a nuts. thing. <laughs> they really did. They did. Well, I remember coming up, they really wanted that thing to be... Mm-hmm. They were like, this is the next thing. Yep. Everybody yeah. wanted something in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yep, and here <laughs> it really, is. Um, I also read the Bounty Hunters one that gave you all the backstory of the Bounty Hunters. That. And that's yep. where you, yeah. you found out that Boba Fett climbed out of the, the Sarlacc. Sarlacc. Sarlacc pit. And you're like, yeah. give it up. Yeah. <laughs> and his real name is like Jaster or something. It's yeah, not even Boba Fett. Dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is another tangent. <laughs> We're going We're, around <laughs> I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Tangents to the fifth Have you ever degree. gone back and watched Empire and recently the um, pre special edition? Oh, because they changed Boba Fett's voice? Yeah. Yeah. His voice is so much f- cooler in the yep. original. It's like, sounds like he's a snake behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, they give him that damn New he's Zealand accent. He's no good to me, dead. It's like something like that. Yeah. Whereas now it's he now he's a Kiwi. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, he, Now he's cool. Tamora Morrison? Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's just like less mysterious. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Sorry, it's George. You fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more email to get through. I hope but it's not I'm, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I am loving this. This is... 
I got like an I have like an expert here on yeah, him, so it's like of yep. course I'm going to tap into yep. everything. Jason's solid, dude. He's a uh, wealth of information. This is Alex again, who's emailed us prior. This is his. He says his um, email was um, titled "Sir Edward Gray and a Correction." Oh, because uh, I think it's based on us talking about the Witchfinder, I believe. Yeah. So he says, "Hey, loving the podcast. I'm starting the Chain Coffin episode now." Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, just a suggestion for upcoming episodes regarding Wake the Devil. Sir Edward Gray is heavily referenced all throughout Hellboy and BPRD comics. He's very true. We even like, after I got this email, I talked to Kate and we looked back and I was like, I can't remember if we mentioned it, but yeah, he's, um, he's, he's referenced immediately <laughs> in it. In Wake the Devil at the top of this storyline. So he's definitely right about that. He says the events of Wake the, De- Wake the Devil and Hellboy are directly related to events in Sir Edward Gray Witchfinder's City of the Dead, which I mm. haven't read. Um, unfortunately, I jumped into Witchfinder just for this podcast very late. But we will, because we've decided to chronologically cap do everything in the pages of Hellboy. We'll get to that eventually. He says, I'm also saying just in case covering both books for the podcast would be fun for the two of you. As I read my, reread myself, I'm trying to cross-reference. You're right. It's probably so fun to cross-reference, mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. I can tell you, we probably were not going to do as much cross-referencing. It's going to be more of just like, when we if we see that connection, it will be like a thrill to get there. You could do that book as a bonus pod. Yeah. yeah Think yeah. about it. If you ever want like be like, we need to take a week from Hellboy, then make the bonus pod or the Christmas episode. That's true. And yeah. I do mm-hmm. think I do think we're going to have those where we'll, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll cover the Witch Finder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I think it's going to be more chronologically. Right, Kate? Uh, yeah, I mean, just to stay, just to, for the sake of continuity, and just to keep the flow going. Yeah, there's the flow going. There's so much just material. Just so my brain doesn't. Yeah. You have a lot of Hellboy to get through. And Hellboy is like half, or not even. It's like a quarter, or possibly less of like what you'd have to if you were trying to do this with Marvel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like we'll try our best. Is all I'm going to say yeah. to Alex. We'll try our best. But I think it's great that you are reading them, Alex, and like referencing because that seems like a great thing. To yeah. do and be like, catch those little references and crossovers. He also says, also, I need to correct you, Kate. Oh. Since starting this podcast, Sounds I started good. following both of you on Instagram. According, order, uh, ordering to your Kate's Instagram, you don't, or according to your mm-hmm. Instagram, you don't have a girlfriend. You have a fiance. That's right. Congrats again. <laughs> it's a very Aww. fun. What a nice email. correction. No. <laughs> that is the, probably yeah. the nicest podcast correction Aww. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. And he says, "Oh crap!" And Alex emailed. Thanks, Alex. Uh, we really appreciate your guys' emails. Please keep <laughs> yeah. sending them in. Um, it's a delight to read them, uh, and we just appreciate all the listeners. Yeah, so, uh, before we take our our little break. Let's recap our last two issues of Hellboy Wake the Devil. That was an issue or chapter three and four. What happened, Kate? Both chapter three and four? Okay, so let's Yeah, just see a quick here. synopsis, just so we know where we are. We're doing that Marvel thing, you know? People yeah, should be yeah. able to pick this up and yeah, just read it. Yeah, a little asterisk next to this issue <laughs> For your own episode. podcast. I mean, you guys are the trendsenders for that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, Hellboy's in Gyroscu's castle, and he is getting uh, attacked by the Witches of Thessaly in their uh, bird form. Uh, you know, he's stabbing at some birds. He's having some fun. Gyroscu, uh, his corpse pops out and he has to fight him and he turns into a bunch of snakes and is discouraged. And then we, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, yeah. So we see Gyroscu get reanimated again as he tends to do by, uh, his mother, by, uh, 
you know, Medea, Hecate, kind of all of the, it goes by many names. And then we have a little bit of backstory where we see Rasputin, part of his soul was taken by the Baba Yaga and put into the world tree uh, to kind of, I guess it, to me, it seems like, oh, he could, this guy is going to keep dying. And so part of his soul is in that world tree and forever. And so, you know, there's just always a chance for him to come back. Um, we kind of see some backstory with uh, Ilsa, how she loved Gurescu and how Gurescu was betrayed by Hitler and all the Nazis. Surprise, surprise. Hitler is bad. Um, then we go to how like the team had been broken up. We see that Liz is off with her like section of the team and she touches the like they go into the alchemist lab. She touches the homunculus and puts all of her like fire powers into the creature. Mm-hmm. He wakes up and runs away. And, oh, not not before he snaps the neck of Waller. Uh, I said that like a wrestling announcer like. They always are like, the neck of Waller. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I've been I watching some wrestling lately, and it's always like, listen listen for it, and you'll hear it. Okay. Uh, anywho. When's your um, aw crap a wrestling podcast coming yeah, up? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Don't give us any more awesome or, or, podcasts. Yeah, brother. A wrestling yeah. podcast. <laughs> these are all solid gold, dude. I'm going to keep these. Um, yeah, so Kate is like, just or I'm excuse me, Liz is uh just devastated. She's basically responsible for Waller. She was like trying to get rid of her powers. Anywho's, um, we cut back to Norway and we see that the um this uh head of Herman von Klemt has been found and returned by Zinko. Uh, so you know, there's kind of this like back and forth over like what should we do with this head? And they end up wanting to like. Leopold's like get rid of it and then they don't they like yeah. bring the head back to life um then we just are seeing Hellboy back in Gurescu's castle with just a cache of weapons that are like armed and ready to blow he sets the alarm for an hour to blow this <laughs> castle <hour>. smithereens <laughs> and then when he's about to leave he's hearing uh something calling uh he thinks it's Gurescu he's following the sound and then then he comes across not Gurescu, but Gurescu's mother. Uh, so he's like confronted by her. She's like, listen, man, you betrayed all these monsters. You're, you don't like deny your fate. You can't escape it, sucker. And he sucker. punches this big snake lady right in the face and <laughs> uh, remembers like he he's like schooled in. The, oh my god! I feel like I'm saying one long. He's like run schooled on in the history of. He's schooled her, of, in the history of her. of her, so he's like, he's like, I know it's daylight outside, so he smashes her through a wall. She gets eviscerated, like, just ripped apart. Ripped apart, apart like sun, the yeah. sun it just decimates her. She's definitely like one of our favorite panels. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really cool. It's and usually then, a hellboy punching something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if that's not enough for you, then the whole castle explodes, um, and we see a little bit of like BPRD having some difficulty getting in touch with him. Cause all of these Inco products are fucking everything up. Uh, we go back to Rasputin and Ilsa. He's saying that she has to basically like be reborn, like kind of baptized in order to serve the dragon and all this stuff. Uh, they produce a, this iron maiden that she needs to get into to like sacrifice herself. 
It's really very disturbing scene. Yeah, real creepy. (laughs) So she willingly goes in there. She's like, yeah, I want to do this. Some townsfolk find Hellboy in the remnants of the castle and these like smolder, smoldering, uh, you know, just a pieces of whatever the castles left the ashes then back in norway we see that this kind of like uh hum like this like an army is being produced essentially and then you see like carl and leopold fighting each other about this uh about Herman like von klemt being yeah, von klemt. yeah like carl's like no this is like treason sort of to let you know it's like rasputin is our is our leader so you can't be doing this. You can't be talking to this head. You're talking about like going against our leader. Mm-hmm. He smashes Von Klempt and then Leopold smashes Von Klempt, I should say. And then Carl stabs him and is like, uh-oh. And then uh, we see that the townsfolk brought Hellboy to Rasputin. He ties him up to a post and leaves him at a literal crossroads. Uh, <laughs> and is kind of like, ta- you know, just saying all this mean shit, how screwed he is and yeah. uh, stuff like that. Literally ends with him just saying goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> like he, he's like, he's Very saying nice like, villain. yeah, he's saying like, you're going to die. And I, it's not even like a passionate thing for me anymore. It's just something that has to be done. And you know, just being a little, little mean jerk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even reveling in, in Hellboy's death anymore. Or pretending not to. Not at all. Yeah. So, so that's that where we are. To, yeah. That brings us to uh, <laughs> Jetpack. chapter five. <laughs> Kate, Kate, take a breather. <laughs> Are you satisfied, Jay? I am. I, I mean, I read this all, the whole volume last night, so I'm, I'm plenty You're caught fresh. up. I'm plenty caught up. Cool, Great. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we return, we're going to dive right in to the final installment of Wake the Devil, Chapter 5. Woo-woo. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hi, I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy guests. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. Food writers. Oh, they're Ooh. writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that yeah, food. because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR hits, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast with Mark David Christensen. And Kate Thompson. Um, and Jason Hammond. Yeah, thank you. Hammond, our wonderful guest. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah we didn't <laughs> kick him out. Yep. We like his thoughts too oh, much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Great. Well, let's dive right in um, to the final chapter, chapter five of Wake the Devil. We open up on the first page. It's all business. We get straight into some business. We're yeah. right. At, we're at the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut. Some guys are um, talking on a... A phone, a Zinko phone, apparently. Yep, must be a Zinko phone. <laughs> uh, it's like looks like NASA a little bit. I think that first yeah, that panel. Yeah, with them. yeah, exactly. That's what I get the feel off of, and like all their screens. Ground control here. Yeah, definitely ground control. And then we cut from there, Romania, and then in the middle of a conversation with Abe and, um, I believe it's Clark. Clark, Mr. Yeah, Clark. Mr. Yeah, Clark. aka Nick Fury wannabe. Nick Fury, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he there, and what are they doing there? Jason? They're, they're uh, jetpacking. Yeah, you're Woo! very familiar. Yeah, with I'm that. very familiar with jetpack characters. <laughs> In fact, when I was when I reread this last night, I was like, "Oh yeah, Hellboy has jetpacks. This is yeah, so weird." <laughs> it is this all through Wake yeah. the Devil. I've been surprised at how much very traditional comic book mm-hmm. adventure stuff is occurring. In yeah, these. yeah, yeah. 
and jetpacks definitely like the bottom panel of this first page them just casually just jetpacking around yeah <laughs> They land in this town. They notice that it's, uh, you know, it's surprisingly quiet for their big, loud jetpack entrance. Um, Clark is gives a little yoo-hoo hellboy yeah, just in case. Yeah, that surprised me. These are, like, they, technically, they're basically FBI agents. You can treat right. them as FBI agents. Yeah. And their big plan is to go, even though they have a tracker, they can track Hellboy's belt. So just to go, yoo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just showing, like, their lack of fear at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like... They're fine drawing attention to themselves. It's really not uh, high on their list to be incognito here. They notice that there are all these crosses across all the doors. Abe is saying, you know, people are probably scared to come out. I love Um, these crosses. Yeah, they're cool. The simplicity of them, but like they just look terrifying. Yeah, it's very ominous, very creepy. I also Uh, wonder if there's something to the tie in that all the crosses are red to Hellboy. Oh. Because there's always, you know, in every Hellboy story, there's always that tie into like Hellboy's the monster. Like, yeah, you know, he's secretly the real, the baddest, baddest monster they could ever be. But he's hunting all the monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that was intentional that all these crosses are red to keep the monsters out with an idea that like, oh, that's also Hellboy. Yeah. You know, I, good, I don't know. That, I, I mean, I don't know if that's intentional thought, or not, though. but it's yeah. Uh, the coolest Any kind thing, of little red highlight. I think, yeah. yeah. The coolest thing, though, on this page is that if you notice a little meep meeper that they're tracking the little um, belt with. Yeah. The top of Abe's device, that is uh, Black Bolt's tuning fork from his head. So that is a direct Jack Kirby reference. What? Oh, yeah. Wow, what a good call. And I did not notice that until I was flipping through it this morning. I was like, wait a minute, that's Black Bolt's tuning fork. That's amazing. He's like, I got to get him a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Um, that's so cool. That's Well, that tuning fork leads them into the church of this little um, village. Yeah. To find, oh, the father that we've previously seen. Yeah, this priest is standing there quietly holding the belt in his hands. And then we see, of course, the, the, like, big black doom bird that uh, (laughs) your rescue has taken the the form of of before. This big old bird of doom. Doom. I love right before the bird, (laughs) the dialogue. Hellboy's belt signal. We've been jerked. <laughs> See, I, I hear it as like, we've been jerked. We've been jerked. <laughs> oh, so it's like startling. Yeah. I love it. We, I hate like they just, they make jerked. you care about Mr. Clark in like five pages. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like, he just has a sense of humor and kind of reminds you a little bit of Hellboy where he's just like, just his like language is yeah. funny. Well, with rereading this, I've kind of found that a lot of the dialogue is... I don't want to say dated, but it, you know, this was coming out in the mid nineties. It yeah. doesn't read as a nineties comic book. It really reads as like a sixties Marvel comic book. And the only thing I can, I can, with the jetpacks and all this stuff like that. Yeah. It has to be intentional. Like he has to be writing this like an adventure serial, like the old black and white adventure serials. Cause nobody says we've been jerked. Yeah. <laughs> nobody would say that. And in the nineties yeah. is sort of where comics were starting to lead naturalistic. Mm-hmm. So, I, to me, this seems like he has to be doing this intentionally. I think, I think just you're stylistically, right. it's just something that he enjoyed. Like the, yeah, just the this like kind of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that defines yeah. that. Get, get literally gives us a definition of what Clark is like. Yeah. yeah, by using words such as jerk and being able to call you who. Yeah, like he's it's like he's like a guy that now I like I picture he came from a small town mm-hmm. and then ended up in the bureau. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he never curses, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like it, yeah, it just and it also highlights for me the seriousness and like just how dour this 
scene is because as soon as they approach the priest, his head slides off and thuds onto the ground. And then in a classic Mignola move, we're falling right through the floor. <laughs> yeah, baby. we got to send yeah. him through the floor. <laughs> yeah, they love to do it. I was, I'm thinking about that. I wonder if that is a thing. And I don't know as we continue if it's a theme because like we're dealing with things that come that are demonic and evil. And Coming from we down naturally, there from hell. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like we associate hell culturally coming from below. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a thematically a oh, choice that it's always the evil's pulling you These down. It's funny when I read when I read the scene and you know Clark of course prangs and dies on this giant post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminded me of that Prang. scene from Hellboy 1. Like I was like, "Oh, this oh, is that's this it? this must be where Guillermo got that." Because I, I was reading this too and again I'd forgotten about this that the first Hellboy movie is sort of a mix between this, this and Seeds of Destruction. Yeah. yeah. And and this there is a scene in Hellboy 1 where they fall through the floor and somebody Jeffrey stabs. Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, the villain gets it in the, the movie. The villain gets yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man, probably. And there, oh, well, uh, also we see this head font. Like, we have like this awesome, nice vertical panel here. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. Just, just showing you the depth of the pit. Mm-hmm. He loves to show the depth of the pit. We get poor Clark immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, poor Clark from Nebraska. <sighs> Yeah. He gets it through his body and it also goes through his jetpack. Yep. He gets it yeah. bad. Yeah. Because even if he was like, if it had like survived, it's like, eh, it's we're not going to get you off in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then what is snapping here? What's snapping uh, in the second panel here? I assume he that yells that, Clark and then we hear a snap. It, I assume that that's Clark's arm. Because like, yeah. he's holding on to Abe and because Abe is still falling. But I also oh, think yeah. it might be Abe's arm because... Now I make that assessment because it feels like Clark's grabbed onto him. Mm. It snapped his wrist. Oh, and then he's holding his and wrist. Abe is holding and he's his holding hand. his yes. wrist in the next page. So I think cool. maybe Abe has broken his wrist because he's holding it throughout the, the oh second the next page. page. You're probably oh, okay. right. Cool, cool, cool. It is pretty bad too that then on the next page Clark's jetpack blows up. Which yeah. Is even, so not only does Clark get stabbed, he's probably still alive when he gets stabbed through. Yeah. And then he burns to death. <laughs> yeah. He really got it. He really got it rough in this issue. It's really, really sad. So, I mean, the deaths of the other BPRD members are brutal, dude. They're mm-hmm. like yeah. crazy. Waller gets like all snapped and then like cracked like a like he just gets like crunched up real final the, destination oh shit. yeah it's really <laughs> gnarly and then this yeah and then we see abe as he's holding his wrist that snapped uh we see uh rasputin appear um and he's you know just kind of just being generally threatening and saying how every other person who helped kill him has met with just dire circumstances and he's like you're gonna die too and just wanted to tell you that yeah, this um, has one of my favorite small panels from this, the whole series, is just the panel of um, Abe looking up. His worry. His eyes so mm. wide. He's so worried and fearful. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, he's not like, it's like he still is capable of doing, yeah. getting out of this, but that just, that mm. ominence hitting him yeah. is, is powerful. And now, I want to ask a minor spoiler here. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a way that you can, you can just give a yes or no to this. So... <laughs> Rasputin says in this, the hands on the spear shaft will belong to another, but the heart that drives them will be mine. Basically saying that he's going to kill Abe. He's given out this prophecy. 
Now, I know you've read most of Hellboy with the exception of like the last miniseries and BRPD. Yeah. Does this prophecy ever come back or is it completely forgotten? I don't know at all. Okay. I wish I had the answer to that, mm-hmm. but because I haven't read all of BPRD, which aside from Abe's It's mainly own, Abe series, yeah. Yeah, aside from his own short series, mm-hmm. it is. It's like he mm-hmm. sort of, I, from what I'm aware of, he drives most of them. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. I did, we're going to be know. diving into that. So, all right, cool. I'm very. I, can't wait I, I think I have to make a note of that. I wonder if that prophecy comes back because it doesn't. It doesn't come back. It at, doesn't by come the back end of this. No. So yeah. that's a great thing to call out, and it it is like wow. Also, by the way, I cannot read of all these characters because you know I, I do like the movies, and I know some people don't. Whatever, it's whatever. Um, I can't read Rasputin without hearing the actor that's Rasputin from the Hellboy movie. Yeah, I just yeah. can't do wow. it. Like he's just in my, the, 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 you know, the, you will die. Yeah. Like I just hear that. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm like the opposite where I have just, um, they're so separate. Oh, to yeah, me. interesting. He's <laughs> manually yeah, separated. I hear all them. the other characters. Like I, it's weird. I hear Hellboy, like not as Roland Perlman. Like for me, some reason Hellboy's voice sounds like rocks. Like, I just think he's down. He's like yeah. in his throat yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I think he's like a classic yeah. noir voice. Yeah, yeah. Voice but character. for Rasputin, I hear the movie actor. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's not terrible. That's that's like a pretty good, like, yeah, I think that's good. And then, like, this is terrifying, too, because after you, like, well, he's scared for little, his like, curse him. As we, ter- what'd you say? Oh, well, he's also scared for, like, I think Abe is, his look of terror is not just for himself, but, like, because. He, for everybody she, he's like Rasputin's letting him know about Liz and Hellboy and just how yeah how screwed they are I agree and he looks terrified and we know Abe has a big heart he does mm-hmm. um, and but then it's creepy that the the head of the father finishes mm-hmm. out still the speech the prophecy more and more yeah, yeah. Ugh. and then with the bell chimes right I don't know if, yeah rings chimes the greatest boy. the greatest yeah. thing about it is that like and this is the strength of Mignola's is it Mignola or Mignola? Uh, Mignola. 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 Yeah. So the G disappears. Uh, yeah. yeah. We are um, pronunciation. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Our whole first it's season. Hard. It's hard. It wrong. It's hard. Um, <laughs> the greatest thing about him as an artist is he's so good with negative space and blacks and yeah. just like just like the Abe kneeling down in the forest here. Like he doesn't even have to draw the trees and you get that and it's so great. And then like the bottom panel of Hellboy tied to this post of how he doesn't draw the trees. He draws sort of like the leaves peering through the darkness and mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah that's a forest it, it yeah. just it's so striking you just get the silhouette and mm-hmm. then like one gnarled tree in the foreground to just it, and then your mind fills the rest mm-hmm. in it's like so cool yeah yeah and same with like like i think we talked about this a little bit when um jonathan was on our podcast for yeah. the what was it saying august like the bricks too, like drawing, like implying brick, you know, like drawing just enough stone here on the, on this like st- steeple to let, you know, and infor- your brain fills in the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just looks great. Um, yeah. And I think he, his simplicity with the blacks too, of like the transition from the church that we just with Abe with one thin um, panel there, just showing the moon through those, woods immediately transfers you to where you're yeah. our next yeah. location it's beautiful the flow of it is just perfect i mean his composition of this entire page like is so cool like he take like just the way that he even takes into account the speech bubbles like for me looking at the page as a whole from abe's eye to the full moon down to these like to these speech pa- bubbles down here like the whole page just flows so well and it, he just executes perfectly like he's awesome um and yeah. keeps it interesting with like his panel like i don't know 
it, like the pacing that he sets with his panels are so great. Um, yeah, yeah, because this panel specifically is taking us back to Hellboy, but man, it doesn't spare any time to get us right into action. Because it's like we were reintroduced to the the uh, what are they called again? The bird women, the, <laughs> the bird women, Vesely, the, the <laughs> Vesely. Vesely. I couldn't think of Vesely. And they're saying like some Macbeth stuff right here. Like they're, yeah, yeah. So that's like the witches in Macbeth. That's how it. Well, because there are three witches in. Yeah, Macbeth. there are three mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. witches, man. And then we see or the, the Scottish play. As many theater people are probably yawning at us oh, right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't I say like that. Crying. I always say Macbeth just to get after him. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. I don't Macbeth. know the rules. Yep. I'm not luck. about to go into a production. Mm. Good luck yeah. in your Macbeth production. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then we see the the Iron Maiden that we know Ilsa is trapped inside of and saying my love, talking like still to Girescu and Hellboy then says it and we see him where we last, where we left him. He's like starting to yell Girescu's name and then we see a figure coming forth from the fog um, and it is Gurescu's kind of like spirit ghost kind of a thing. He's like in his full form. Yeah. And like a really like a nearly white page, like a kind of very muted blue green page to kind of let this like eerie figure come forth. That's really unusual for Mignola, I think. Yeah. There's Especially when we're so black. used to the dark. Yeah. Just kind of uh, bring him forth here. A weird spirit world battle. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's mm. so cool. And we just get like this sweet kind of like Napoleonic war era sort of uh, uniform too. So you get to, I mean, he's just so good at drawing it all. Well, that, But also like this is also the page that we get to me everything that is Hellboy that is Hellboy because in that panel where this weird soldier monster guy from the spirit world is going yeah. blood and then he says this long monologue and Hellboy just like yeah you're boring me yeah, to death. Exactly. <laughs> like, and the, but when you look at the page Hellboy's actually the stranger creature like he yeah. is the weirdest creature and the weirdest monster in every room but he's yeah. still the dude who's like just give me a beer. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has no, because I think that's also another way, like he's so intent on separating himself from what all of these, you know, creatures and uh, demons mm-hmm. are saying to him, this is your fate. This is what you're destined to do. And he's separating himself, not just like it, by his actions, not just by like helping humans and killing bad monsters, but just by his like speech in general, like there's this huge separation. He's so very human mm-hmm. and never goes on like these long diatribes or anything. No. That's like, uh, yeah, these like, <laughs> you know, every like great villain speech, like, uh, and then he'll, he always like cuts it down in this cool, fun, like, well, I think almost also like yeah. New York. That, and again, this must be intentional as well, because think about Rasputin, think about the priest's head, Think about this character right here. They're all talking in sort of these old English kind of very fancy pants monologues. For sure. And everything Hellboy is just like one or two words. Yeah. Like So there's this interesting juxtaposition between the two of them. For Mm -hmm. sure. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we finally get like this rescue showdown. We're thinking like he's got Hellboy screwed. He's tied to this post and he's been waiting there. We assume he's stuck. Um, And he's just kind of goading him on. You're boring me to death. Blood for Hecate? Hecate? Hecate. Hey, turns out you're right both ways, kind of, according to YouTube. Oh, and YouTube's <laughs> always right. YouTube's always right, always and right. Always I will right. always believe everything that I hear on it. Of course. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of goading him on. Come on, come on. Uh, and then we see Hellboy just rip the post in half. 
yeah. by like right underneath where the where he's tied to it and he just lifts it up like a battering ram and it comes into contact with Girescu's horse. Now and, let's uh, and I love the flow of this. Is that what you wanted to say? Well, I was going to say that you, you can talk about the flow. I was going to talk about some Hellboy mythology stuff, but go go for it. I think I want you to Yeah, yeah. I think that's going I'm going to take you sure. right into that in my biggest question for this moment. I love just cuz it's such action. We're building up, we're mm-hmm. building up through the the locking down this page. And then I love the idea of like once that post comes up, it's just a small panel mm-hmm. where it's just like almost time is being frozen, even with the colors he chooses in that panel. Yeah. Just to yeah. turn and have this fucking horse and man explode yeah. Yeah. into bones. Well, I look at it. The thing I was going to say was one, you talk about the flow is that that's a trick of comic books. If you look at this page, all the panels are the So the three on the right are the same size. The three on the right, three on the left, excuse me, are the same size. Three on the right are the mm-hmm. same size. And that's sort of in comic books. It tricks your eye into making a ticking clock. It goes tick, 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 tick. Because the one thing that a comic book writer, it, the only power a comic book writer or artist has is to how fast do you read the issue? Yeah. And how mm-hmm. panel layouts and panel size determine whether you speed through it or whether you slow down. And so comic books are all about slowing you down or speeding you up. And this like really goes boom, 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 boom. And then yeah. it's pow, slow down. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're just like, oh, wow, it's a whole page. I'm going to like awesome. take this in. Yeah. Um. So the thing I want to talk about mythology wise is so Hellboy's been tied up to this post for, I don't know, hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of a little bit of a weak story thing that he could just now suddenly get. I'll let it pass. You see that in action movies all the time where the hero suddenly gets the strength. For sure. But I take it on because Hellboy has been shown to be impossibly strong in several instances. And I would love to hear your thoughts as you are the Hellboy podcast host. I give that to the right hand of doom. That because his right hand of doom is like this mist, like not only is he like this devil son that's going to change everything, but the right hand of doom is special in itself and it's very unique in this world. And I get that all of his powers, all of his strength come from that singular hand. And that is where this impossible strength is coming from. That if he didn't have that, he wouldn't be as strong as he is. What do you feel about that? Or I don't know. I always look at that like this, this right hand of doom is like his secret weapon. I think so. And I, I I think you're right on with that because I think that is where all his power comes from. One, because it's one, because every monster that comes up against him wanting him to end the world or begin mm-hmm. that process references it. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearly that's the tool. It's not necessarily him. Yeah. It's a he's part of that. He's part mm-hmm. of that. Without it, where it's, though I'm trying to remember, like maybe I'm just not remembering right. Like I feel like for me, like he does use it as this like bludgeoning tool and it kind of like ends fights because mm-hmm. he's able to just smash people with it. But it might come a little more clear, I think, in issues to come. And I might okay. be just that might be me. Just I, I might be, too, because I've read inferring because I know. Yeah, because I know. And the, one of the main storylines, I think that get was my assumption right that it's like very pow- like it's a very powerful kind of a thing. And like I did assume that him not having his horns was also some sort of symbol of like. How like where power is placed with him, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I I don't know. I always look. I've kind of looked at it as like the right hand of doom is sort of like Excalibur on his hand. Yeah, like because he's touching it, he's more powerful. He wasn't like if his hand was just a normal demon it's hand. Like yeah, Thor's hammer, but exactly, attached like to but yeah. attached to his fist. Yeah. In a sense, it's all of those things, mm-hmm. but for for and demonic reasons. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's kind of like my personal mythology, like how I I've always worked it. But I just cool. yeah, I was very curious what you guys thought. Yeah, I think all the power lies in that hand. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's not powerful on his own, because and I not think, that he wouldn't be because, impossibly strong either. Because, yeah. yeah. 
Because I do think his will is the is the other strength mm-hmm. he has. His will to be let turn away from that power. Yeah. But I, he could yeah. easily just destroy everything. But especially if you keep going on in Hellboy, there's a lot of times where he's put against this monster. A lot of the stories do tend to come down to BRPD is like, we can't stop this thing. And then Hellboy is able to just stop it. Yeah. You know, and he's the only one. And I always yeah. like to me, I'm just like, yeah, it's the right hand of doom. It's because he's basically carrying demon Excalibur. Sweet. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then I think, <laughs> sounds cool. In this page particular, though, like maybe it's the right hand of doom, but I think a little bit of him being able to finally break this sure. thing is him just fed up. I thought yeah. he was I waiting Hellboy's for it. I anger. thought it was like an intentional thing where he's like, oh, oh, I'm totally. going to draw your rescue here. He knows Could that be. he's coming for him and he's like biding his time. That's almost. a very Hellboy move. I'd buy that. That's what yeah. I was. That's how I construed it because he's like, especially when he's like, come on, come on. Like he knows that. Gurescu is going to be spouting all of this. <laughs> yeah, he's I actually like, like that because it fits in with the hell because Hellboy is lazy. I yeah. like the idea that like he's just like, yeah, if I just sit here, they'll like, come to me. I don't have to go yeah. find him; he'll come to me. And he sort of is like now he's learning more about him and what mm-hmm. these want, what these creatures want from him. It could be him just going like, eh, I just they, I know they're coming for me, so I don't yeah. need to do much. You're right. <laughs> I think you're all right. <laughs> so, but so this cool. splash page is beautiful. Yes, it's, it's awesome. amazing. Exploding and Gurescu. Gr- and just, he's Hellboy, he says power. Yeah, he says power. yelling it. There's no. There's, <laughs> there's no other no hero that effect. can get away with it that. It confirms yeah. that uh, Hellboy loves Batman '66. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> <laughs> that is now canon. There's a lot of Adam Westy sort of. Yeah, it's like. So, so cool. Wow. And then we see after that, he's like, of course, like drawing more attention to it. That's interesting. No matter how hard you hit them, horses usually don't explode. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like drawing attention to that in a funny way, which is great. Yeah. We know that. And the Thessaly. Yeah. Say, hey, these birds they pretty Thessaly. much tell him it's not over. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> like, listen, man, that was just that was just the son. He was sacrificing himself to help his mother. Um, so now you're like, now if that's true, it's like, so was that a plan all along anyway to get him to mm-hmm. to kill this to, yeah. to, to kill him in order to bring about the mother? Yeah. So you're like, oh no, even if you're Hellboy mm-hmm. at that point, you're like, I thought I had the upper hand, and I'm like, oh no, I didn't. But also that's classic Hellboy. Hellboy's like, I'm gonna solve the problem by hitting it, and then it just right. makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah, and then being like, oh <laughs> damn, like, <laughs> realizing. Yeah. So we see the Iron Maiden um, shoot up from the earth, and like, there's this whole body underneath. And it's growing instantly. Um, Hellboy, you cannot escape your destiny. I mean, if you know, every monster is just telling him that all the time. Uh, it's coming for you. We see like these terrifyingly sharp teeth of the Iron Maiden of now uh, Hecate. Uh, and I just love this awesome vertical panel where we see like her rising up so high above the, uh, the tree line and we see yeah. the moon and the birds fly, like the three birds flying, uh, against it. Just so cool. And it's he's so screaming. Cool. This causes Hellboy to scream as she bites mm-hmm. down. On yeah. Him. He the doesn't have any close up on his face upside say. down. I think it's so good. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And, and just the fact, him, like all you that see negative space. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, yeah. It gives you a real sense of how high up he is and like, his hair is like flying back. Yeah. Um, so he's just shooting up like a roller coaster up here and getting stabbed by these terrifying dagger like teeth. Uh, so, so cool. Yeah. And then he, I guess is having like a vision at this point where he's in the pit. Yeah. Or they've, they've mm-hmm. pulled him over into like 
either whatever other the spirit world, the spirit world, world yeah, some type, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And this, is he being? I guess being like consumed by her at this point inside the Iron Maiden in this pit and like transformed yeah, into this that. place. Yeah, sure. Like, um, uh, yeah, I think it's. I guess it's maybe supposed to be a little ambiguous, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it seems like he's like kind of falling through her almost, and then. We hear the voice of chaos. Uh, just, I guess, this like universal sort of like, like we've seen sort of little hints of this before, this kind of like universal scale of what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's not just Earth. It's not just this like galaxy, even. It's like this whole, it's the entirety of existence. And so we see him kind of communicating with this chaotic figure. Um, yeah, who are you? Does darkness have a tongue and a voice and a name for call for its calling? Like all this cool shit. Yeah. He always- <laughs> it's so so good. Chaos is speaking to you. And again, Hellboy is just insisting, you've got the wrong guy. Like <laughs> yeah. it's some like Kirby Crackles. Yeah, some <laughs> sweet, sweet Kirby Crackle back there. And we quickly cut to um Ali, uh, what, I was going to say Alibaba and I was Ali like, Baba. You're terrible. You're a terrible human being, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know all their names or uh, these three. Is this the king from? It's the king the, uh, from when he's carrying around the corpse. Yeah, it's definitely the king. Yeah, I don't know who the other one is. It could be Hedek or whatever. I don't I know if that's her. I, I don't know. And probably so. not. I think she's mm. in him. And then um, Baba Yaga. Yeah. 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 I think this this third figure is the only. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, dude. I, I don't I know. I really. I mean, it's something our listeners will probably inform us. Yeah, of. I mean, please <laughs> tell me because I, I really am unclear right now. Yeah, that, I don't know who they who are the third either. one is. Yeah, well, I we've seen this other character before. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is Baba Yaga and the King. The like, oh, fuck me, man, that was like months ago. I'm not. It's all good. Of, we're we're yeah. not experts. We just love this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't then, even know. Um, yeah, and I guess yeah, I guess yeah, probably it's probably her, Dave. Uh, but anywho's. So they're like kind of just talking about like, you know, just kind of being these like witch figures as well, like more weird sister kind of shit where they're like talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And they say his real name. Yeah. Which I always love hearing. I love always Anung on Rama. Yeah. Yeah, his real name. Just sounds so badass, mm-hmm. which is, and upon his brow is set a crown of flame. Is that what it actually means? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. What language amazing. is that? Um, I don't know, man. All right, cool. Probably. Like, <laughs> old demon language. Yeah, just some old demonic <laughs> language, you know, just some old Byzantine shit. I just figured it was a name Mike Mignola just made up. <laughs> yeah, I would assume you just, yeah. but it's amazing. It is. A great, you get a little so... bit of it here from Chaos. Amnung Rahab on Agdru Rama on Arescugal, like... Yeah. Uh, rescue oh boy oh boy uh yeah and i love neat. this because it, it it just continues to tell him that you you were born into the world for the this purpose only mm-hmm. deliver the world back into chaos wake your devil heart and his response is just no no yeah, <laughs> yeah. wake your devil heart the like sort of the allusion to the title of the series yeah yeah, yeah. and then here we have the the name spelled out like set upon your brow that crown of fire. So mm-hmm. as yeah. his horns begin to grow. So like that name that they keep calling him is just them insisting too. like, this is your purpose. This is what you are. And we see the prison of the dragon um, below him. Like he's being yeah. like lowered towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, your coming of age is the death now of man. 
no, like screaming. And we see the horns growing. It's so badass. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's, uh, do you think that's the dragon behind him? In that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's getting freed, but he's saying no. Yeah, he's like insisting not. Um, you know, it's true. You've always known. And then we see the three figures again. Um, and I love it before you see the three figures because he yells no. But then it, it, but then she's insistent again. You know this is true. You have always known, and he just is like still just like uh no, like he's taking like it's like a funny like very classic Hellboy to take a different tactic. Mm-hmm. But it's just like he'll just like calmly say no now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh no. And then when when she's when she's saying no here, it's she's like almost in disbelief to me. Like she's like she's like no, like it can't be. Mm-hmm. They've. Yeah, like I think you they're can't all deny in shock. this. You can't. Yeah. You're not powerful enough to deny this or whatever. So, um, yeah, they say basically you're knowing what you know, and you might deny this truth one last time, or become yourself. Uh, those are your choices. Oh yeah, screw you. <laughs> well, you'll have to see if that holds true yeah. once you finally get through Hellboy and Hell. Oh man, I'm scared. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very curious to see mm-hmm. how where we where we go, but. I do think that this moment specifically in this really sets the track that we're on for mm-hmm. the rest of Hellboy. Or, like yeah. he's found, he's finding, like I think Mignola is even finding it through Seed of Destruction and yeah. all the side stories. But this is where I think he's super ambitious and, go, and decides this is the story. Or that witch says he gives birth to himself. Like yeah. this almost seems like this whole scene, this whole sequence seems like this sh- almost should have been in Seeds of Destruction. Like the, the, this feels like a very first volume. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of think that maybe through Seeds of Destruction, like you you nailed it, that he didn't, he, by book two, he was like, oh no, this is where I'm going to go. Well, yeah, yeah. I think y'all yeah. figuring that out. And he even says there's a little like afterward in this one where uh, he talks about his how it was going to be a different ending and his editor of this book. Yeah. Of this oh, book. Yeah. So it's, in he, the, it's it was, in the trade. It was a lot oh, okay. smaller. Oh, yeah. It was like, um, Oh, uh, we'll read it afterwards, but it was like the, his initial idea for the ending was kind of ah, small. And, I didn't read it. <laughs> um, Oh yeah. It's, it's totally worth reading. I, yeah. And we should definitely check that out. Like at least like read part of it. I yeah. Think. After we're done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he like grabs his horns. I choose door number three. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're so funny and great. He rips his horns off. And yeah, gives birth to himself, like claims, you know, becomes just keeps insisting like this is who I am uh, and keeps resisting. Yeah, I love this. It's like it's my goddamn life. So I have a dumb thing I want to do right now. Okay, (laughs) that line or maybe it's. Yeah. Made me immediately think of a song. Do you think, like, I, I was like, no one else is thinking of this song when he says it's my goddamn life. Right, I okay. want you guys to see you think what, do you know what song I thought of? I don't know. <laughs> it's my life. Is that one? It's now or Bon Jovi? Never. I thought oh, of Bon Jovi. <laughs> I thought of Bon Jovi and Billy Joel song. Oh, my God. Uh, my life. Oh, I was going to oh, play them for you, but, but we, we don't wait, need to. But not on my time. That song? What the I fuck think am I so. About? I'm gonna play him for you guys. This is a karaoke just podcast. It's so dumb. Oh dear God! Wow, I, <laughs> I was like, congratulations, listeners! You finally got to hear my singing voice. <laughs> Wonderful. And then I fa- there was three songs that came up. Did that you ever I was think like, you'd play Bon Jovi on a Hellboy podcast? Never, never, <laughs> never in my life. But I immediately thought of. Yep. It's a terrible song, by the way. Yeah. The Bon Jovi song is doesn't have that little mouth like air thing that like I that's, think not a, that's so. what they're doing. The wow wow. I'm only doing it in the mic because I don't want to plug it in, and we don't need the right. We don't have the rights for this stuff. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, stop playing that immediately. <laughs> you get 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and really? Then, you or, thir- or you talk Sweet. over it. You yeah. get 13 seconds, or you you have to talk over it the entire time. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Oh, and then I also thought of Billy Joel's, which is oh I remember yeah. so random. The music doesn't care, fit at all. I always think of 80s anymore. sitcoms when okay. I hear that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much very and Hellboy. Then, and then I ran into the <laughs> animals. The animals have a great "It's My Life" song. So, I don't know that one. I don't know. It's oh yeah, yeah. Okay, now yeah. I don't know why, but as soon as he said it's my goddamn life, I immediately was like stopped and was like, those songs, those songs about that's all I could so think of. So very soon on oh the Aw Crap a Hellboy podcast YouTube channel, you'll see a music video with those songs with Hellboy footage. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to waste all your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see that in seven years. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't even brought it up. But, but hey, I love man. this moment because uh, he says, you don't like that? Kill me if you can. I, and that's when he's tearing his mm-hmm. horns off. It's Beautiful. So he breaks cool. them off so clean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, they look so like jagged, the like cracks in them, and then he's like pop and like pops them right back off. Mm-hmm. And then I love how he stands, like once he's done that, once he's defied chaos, he's standing there fully like his posture is I'm a hell and I'm a boy. Erect, and, yeah, he's like yeah. he's just like done. He's like, I did it. I did what it. If, what if proud this, of who he is? Yeah. yeah. If if that panel, what if that had led to uh somebody comes up to him and he goes, they say, Oh, hail boy, and he's like, No. I'm hell man. Hell man. And then man the series now, was rebranded hell baby. man. What would you thought? Would you have quit the series right there? I think we would have been done. I don't think there would be I don't think it would hell be as big man. as it is today. We would have all been like, hey, hey boy, hell man. And I feel like the series would have got real misogynistic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hell man, okay. Give me a beer, Kate. That's Mr. Hell, yeah. hell man. Hell man. Where's my fucking dinner, Kate? Speaking of Kate, who should have approached but Kate? Oh, real quick though, before she should shows up as he's dropping his horns yeah. I love that the three um, that we've previously seen observing this say mm-hmm. they call it a miracle yeah yeah even though their yeah. purpose is different they call his ability to turn away mm-hmm. from his destiny a miracle I found that very interesting well it's the moment in the hero's journey yeah. where he wandered into the forest and he didn't take the path oh that he saw. Oh my God. Yep. yep. <laughs> this is yep. why we bring on he's people accept- that write comic yep. He's books. accepted his destiny. That's what it is. Yeah. Or he's 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 taken forth of his destiny. Yeah, he's like, yep. I know what my destiny yeah, is. It's, it's, like, control it's exactly, it. it's the moment like when Luke Skywalker decides to not use the targeting computer yeah. in the Death Star Trench. Yeah, it's you're the right. moment he's where he accepts. Yep. He's, yeah. mm-hmm. Beautiful. So God sweet. damn it. Simple yeah. storytelling told in the best way. And I'm going to be so I forgot about the pa- paprika chicken line. I forgot that Hellboy yeah. yelled that in an earlier issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which always, do you guys know what that is? Like, I, when I, I guess that's a thing. I, it was a, it makes a, me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Sounds <laughs> okay. like something I would microwave. Dude, I had. I'd get it like at Trader Joe's. It would be yeah. like in a package I, of paprika I, I was chicken. like, when I read that, when I read the whole volume last night, I was like, is that was that a joke in the nineties and I just didn't remember it? Is that I guess I don't, just I don't a callback for him? He's like <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, it seems like yeah. probably in his research, Mignola came along like, oh, I guess this is like a dish that they Paprika love. chicken's Paprika real chicken. funny. <laughs> so funny. It does just sound funny too. Yeah. Um Oh, dude, I went to Howlin' Ray's yesterday and it was really good. It's if you're an LA listener, it's a bar it's a fried chicken joint that like there's the line for it was like two and a half hours. Did it you wait insane. that long? Yeah, where, where is it? It's, it's, good. Real it's in Chinatown. LA. It's oh. in Chinatown. Oh yeah, I've had it like a couple years ago. It was. I mean, I could do it once a year. Yeah. I think I really like Gus's fried chicken, and there's no line like that. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, I'm. That's a na- national chain, by the way. 
I so mean, that, yeah, we, I know we've, we've actually expanded this outside of LA. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, just go to we, Gus's. Dudes. I don't like lines. Period. I'm, I'm with you. I've had Halloween's once, and I was lucky enough that I, I think that's all I a, need for a, a friend while. got us it, so we didn't have to wait in yep. line. But I was like, I liked this a lot. And there's no way in fuck I'm saying anything. Wait, the line. friend waited in line and picked it up for you and no, brought it to you. I'm not. I don't want to get in the details, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we were able to get it. As soon as we showed up, we yep. were just able to get our food. I'm with gotcha. you. Keep this tangent going even further. I'm with you. I, lines are the one thing I will not do in my life because I think it's such a waste of your life. The only thing that my we friends did- at Comic Con get sorry, to interrupt, oh, my, no. my friends at Comic Con get mad at me because I tell them I will not late in any line. I, I mean, was, yeah. it is a yeah. waste. It no, is thanks. a waste of time, yeah. and it's all for it. fried chicken. Yeah. I mean, what's it all about? Because it never lives up to the weight. It yeah. never does. Well, you just got to play like stupid phone games. You got to play like heads up or catch. Life is outside your phone, Kate. Uh-uh, now when you're in line, that's books. line life, baby. Like, yeah, they're in Like, books. Hellboy, you guys can't carry this giant master library edition of Hellboy to <laughs> Hal and Ray's, which I'm so jealous of, by the it way. Would get yeah. so they're, they're gorgeous. Um, yeah, so, yeah, who's? Yeah, so, after that chicken, yeah, so Kate's coming up, she finds Hellboy. Um, they do, like, a quick, fun, bantery rundown where it's like, you okay? Sure. Kind of lost a track of Gerescu, though. That him over here? Looks like him. <laughs> like, yeah. just... This like skeleton spread out, and she catches him up that everything possibly could went yeah, wrong. Yeah, just lets you know while you were in the assignment. void. Yeah, the new <laughs> guy got happened. burned. <laughs> yeah, two people are dead. Uh, he asks about Liz because you know he has a soft spot for Liz. The um, plane that was supposed to pick them up blew up on the, the runway. runway and killed the whole crew. Surely so who knows how many? Plane. Yeah, BRPD lost like fifty people yeah. on this mission. <laughs> Just, Which kind of seems to be the par for the course for every Hellboy story. Yeah. Like BRPD just like must have just m- plenty of Marines just coming out of the woodworks. Just for to sure. replenish the, 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 you know, the ranks. Poor bastards. Don't tell them what they're yeah. in for, but sign them up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dude. So. The healthcare is great, but I didn't realize I'd be shooting <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yeah. And I love the, 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 the banter sort of getting serious in that moment, but then it kind of brings itself back yeah. to, to like be grounded and like, still light because mm-hmm. he she's like how the hell could every could everything go wrong this wrong and yeah. he's just straight up just like because we don't know what the hell was going on here it still don't yeah i was right in the middle of this thing and i think i just saw the tip of the iceberg she's like it's a strange world and he's just stranger than and you that's, think that's yeah. sunrise shot i just got to shout out the um it did, did mignola color this as well I don't is he believe all art? It's, I don't think it's dave stewart yet okay who, dave stewart really sort of changes the color game when he becomes the f- well, he is the color separator Brothers. for this issue. I don't even know what that uh, means. Okay, James okay. Sinclair is the colorist. Which he does great. Dave James Stewart Sinclair being the color it. separator. Yeah. The I color mean, separator, well, again, I don't even know that much about it, but basically does the first pass before you actually give oh. it to the real colorist. Um, basically just putting down the base colors. From what I understand, from what I have seen of the okay. process on my own books. Right. Um, but I was going to say the colorist... Cool. Whoever did it on the sun, sunrise shot, uh, this is probably one of the best colored panels in the entire book. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, they use it. They use like a an array of colors so sparingly. Like they'll have it'll be usually pretty, not like monotone, but it'll mm-hmm. have like the palette will be really limited. And for all of these colors to be in the same panel is like really impactful for that reason because you just don't get that usually in a Hellboy panel. Definitely, so cool. It is gorgeous. Yeah. And then we think we're done, but oh no, we cut to Norway. Yeah, back to in Norway. our little Nazi factory <laughs> in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're standing over Le- Leopold's dead body, um, and 
it looks like they're arguing. The little floating head is calling um, his fellow Nazi a weakling. You're making me sick. He yells, quiet. Evil scheming head Leopold was right. You are to blame. Bah. And then a voice comes from behind. You are all to blame. Oh, Rasputin's pissed. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he does not like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, von Cronin? What's the head Yeah, name? Cronin. I, yeah. No, that's that's Von Cl- uh, Hermann oh, von, von Krumpf. Oh, brother. Isn't that yeah. Hermann von Krumpf? I, their names, they're all German. Oh, yeah, all yeah Nazi Dr. Names. Cronin. Dr. We don't need to marry you with names. your names. Dr. Cronin's Nazis. gas mask. And um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they're not going to be around very long. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Rasputin walks in on this little get down and he's like, this is blasphemy in my house. This is an abomination, this head. And then he's like, you know, they're blaming each other. It wasn't me. Zinko, uh, Zinko found it. No, master. I was only doing what I was told, which is like classic Nazi excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> sorry to, to say that so cavalierly. Uh, no, I think you're right. It's gross. And then, so, yeah. So then he just silences them, blinds Zinko, like literally just strikes him blind. Zinko in his like, in his just stumbling about goes over to a big red button. Yep. Everybody's like, don't touch that. His Zinko glove is, uh, we get a little zoom in on it. Zinko. And then I literally, when I was reading this, I I was reading it on the couch and I was like, Holy shit. Like I did not expect Jessica was like, what's wrong? What's the matter? I was like, oh, it's the comic. Book. Oh, the Nazis blew up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. Like, I was like, oh, the just this thing in this comic. It is yeah. so comic booky. And I I mean, I love it, but it yeah. is flat out like, especially after what we just came from, you're like, what? Yeah. I thought it was like you have crazy a, It is nuts though that you would have a a, a self-destruct button. Yeah. I'm, a big I will buy that you have a self-destruct button. I'll buy it. Sure. I'll be like, we have it. If if it shit hits the fan, we can literally push a button and this thing goes up in flames so no one can have it. But to have it that out yep. and open. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually think these last two pages, three pages or whatever of the Nazi scene, I think that they should have been cut or they should have been moved earlier in the issue because the ending of Hellboy and the Sunrise was just the perfect place yeah, to end it. Yeah, I would agree. So and, and, and then we go to Nazi hijinks and you're just like, you know. Yeah. It comes up like Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. It's like a <laughs> post-credit scene. And and I think Mignola, like he'll always like he has has such a great, I think, reflection on himself mm-hmm. that he in all anytime he writes about it, he's like, this was not that great, but I yeah. and other people love it. But I feel like he might even agree, I'm assuming, that this sort of is like he took on a lot. And then maybe even when he says with the editor it made him they expanded it a lot. Yeah. Um he, he sort of this got in there with that expansion where it's like, yeah, you probably could have cleaned that up a bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think don't know. He's just at that it's point. Crazy. He was probably, I, and I'm he's trying, trying to get rid of it too. Maybe just so he's like, yeah, he's I trying to wipe on. the slate clean to keep, to continue with the story that he wants to go with at this right. point. So he's like tying up loose ends and it's a little clumsily done at the very end, but not like, well, I think he just wants to make sure that the audience knows that I think I, at this point, I will say, um, when I, we wrote our five issue miniseries, mm-hmm. you do find out very quickly because we had a giant board and we put all our ideas out there. Yeah. As you go along with the issues and you're like, oh, we have this scene and we have this scene, we have this scene. The, the biggest thing you have to think about with comic books is I only have 
X pages. Mm-hmm. Now, Magnolia might have could have added pages. I don't know what the Dark Horse deal, but I would assume the Dark Horse is like, you're going to give us at this time 24 page, mm-hmm. 24 pages. They're like, you're going to give us 24 pages. That's what you're going to give us. You can't give us more. Can't give us less. Yeah. Because it's printing. That's how it works. Yeah. Right. Um, so he might have gotten to the end and been like, oh, crap. I left all those Nazi guys over there and they really need to die in this volume. Yeah. So uh, yeah. like I know yeah. my story's finished right here, but I got to take care yep, of that. I've got to take like care of And like you were saying, yeah. for the rest of the issue, the flow was impeccable. So he maybe didn't want to interrupt yeah. it or something. We, we came across that same problem with Jupiter Jet when we, yeah. as we were getting to our issue five. We didn't get to do half the stuff we wanted to do because yeah. we ran out of space. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Such but a I mean, bummer. and then at the same time, he does connect it directly back to that last sunrise scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he probably the knew there's a like little, what you were saying, Jason, like how the power of that last. Well, panel. it needs to end with Hellboy. Yeah. And so like, yeah, there's what I think is the reason why we got one more scene with Hellboy in the helicopter. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I do. I uh, aside from like sort of disliking the, mm-hmm. the return of the Nazis, whatever, I still enjoy it. And also I do like it. it's a little callback to um, the last section of Seed of Destruction where mm-hmm. it would cut to the bones of like of Rasputin saying his name again. Mm-hmm. I do like that the explosion mm-hmm. then immediately goes into just this fiery vision hey, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, of yeah. Rasputin saying yep. Hellboy. I think that's good. Yep. I like and that. And you see too like Rasputin is still a passionate like not person or whatever now, whatever he is, he's spirit kind mm-hmm. of a thing walking around. But he's um, yeah, he still like acts out of he still like acts maybe a little too quickly and like lets himself he let himself like get frustrated with this because Hellboy again defied him and he like can't he like can't take it now. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, we see that explosion. Then back in Romania, they're saying that there's no side of the Iron Maiden. Hellboy's like, great. I yeah. did not want to run into her anyway. Um. And then we get a little cut to sort of like a like a like almost like a dossier of what happened to these things after they yeah, left Romania. I love Romania. little things like this. I yeah. do do those. It's a neat little thing to make it very unique. Yeah. Like the case files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. like we're in BPRD's computer system right now mm-hmm. looking. The skeleton of Vladimir Grescu has moved to BPRD, uh, excuse me, BPRD headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut. It was placed in temporary storage at the Bucharest airport where it disappeared. It has never been recovered. Ooh. So yeah, maybe not the last of rescue. If Mignola wants to do that, he could easily be like, Oh, they brought him back to his, his castle's gone, but at least that's no moon. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, baby. Sorry. Never apologize for rescue is the beginning of the empire. Yep. And then the head of father Nicholas, uh, Budin's, Never spoke again, but for weeks continued to be the focus of poltergeist activities, including sudden temperature changes and the levitation of objects. It currently is on loan at the Palve Institute in Avignon, France. Love that it's on loan. Yeah. It's an art piece. Yeah, Yeah, right. Like it's some sort of like historical thing. And then we get a little epilogue. So this epilogue real quick was added for the trade. Oh, interesting. If you read in that that section at the end... This was additioned to he he added this in nice the little tray. bonus thing yeah yeah and I actually really love it I think it's an addition I'm very happy with yeah I mean I didn't mind it at all it kind of really like how I was saying that you kind of get to see that there are still like still faults with um, Rasputin like he still acts without thinking sometimes like he's 
you see like not his humanity necessarily, but like his, he's not this like God that he thought he was. Well, yeah, that's, that's the greatest thing about this is because I love the thing part of this epilogue because he's talking to a God Yeah, and yeah. he's trying to put himself at the same level. And it's interesting that, um, or I guess Baba Yaga is like a witch. Like what's yeah, the, but di- she is like, but she's more she's immortal more than yeah, human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. And, um, Baba is Yaga. Is that how you say it? I always get it confused. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. She's also like a big villain in the comic book series Fables Fry Vertigo, which is also great, by the way. It is great. What uh, I've read, but I didn't know that. It's really good. She's she's a villain in that, and she's great. And she's kind of the same kind of level. She doesn't look as ugly, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the idea that she's almost more human than him because she's like, go rest, chill. And he's like, nah, I still got revenge. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm going to keep on going. And I like the idea that. I love this line where she's like, you shook the dragon in the hole and no other human has done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, you yeah. accomplished yeah, a lot. Be yeah, happy yeah. with hey. it. But then she says like, maybe you're just a nothing but a man. Yeah. You know? And he gets angry. He's mad because yeah. he feels like he's a pawn for this greater, the dragon now. And she's just, I love how she just puts him in his place. Like, like it or you don't, you are what you have allowed yourself to become. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow. What a, like, and he like, I feel like he cry. He even though he's incapable of crying, he like tries to cry. Sort of seems like it, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's definitely like despairing. He thought he was, yeah, he was pretty confident that he was gonna mm-hmm. be able to bring the dragon back in this instance, and he wasn't. Um, yeah, and you see him like reference like his dreams as a little boy with her chicken leg house and stuff like that. He's like kind of falling backwards into the feelings that when he was a human. Um, Baba Yaga kind of asks him to stay there you know your journey's been too long you're tired sleep and yeah he insists on continuing to try see if he could become a god um because yeah that's like his eternal kind of want is to just be more than a man to live forever he feels that he's destined for this bigger greater thing Mm -hmm. um so he's going to continue to do that um she thinks poor rasputin underneath this the world tree here I guess so that that makes me think like at the very end when she's like poor Rasputin goodbye. Like at first I was like, is she manipulating him to try to go back again? Like, I don't really know too much about Baba Yaga yet. We haven't read the, those yeah. that storyline yet, but I wasn't sure like how much is she using him to, um, or is she genuinely, is she genuinely like, come on, hang yeah, up yeah, your yeah. hat. Okay. So. Um, interesting. So but cool. I, but I think it's one of those ideas of, it's almost reverse psychology. She, yeah. she's given him the offer. Yeah. But she knows he'll never accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And by cool. giving him the offer, she knows that it'll sort of spurn him, him to be to... like, nah, screw you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I gotta go become my thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. It's very, it's a very cool ending to to tack onto here. And it, it just adds to the world. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So that is the end of Wake the Devil. Ooh, nice. Um Great stuff. Can I read that little bit from the yeah, letter that please. I was referencing? So like, please. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but I'll, I'll just say, um, yeah, that he kind of was thinking that the Nazis would have a much smaller role. Um, the biggest difference was the last chapter. In the original version, Hellboy was freed from the stake at the crossroads by the homunculus from issue three, uh, which he, in parentheses, puts a bit of a stretch even for me. Um, <laughs> then had a big fight to the death with Gurescu. It was okay, but probably and probably would have worked just fine. Except when I got to issue four, um, uh, Hecate did all that talking about Hellboy's destiny. Well, that sort of screwed up everything. Suddenly, my ending was too small. 
with the help of my wonderful editor who is constantly saving me from myself. I made clear what those things on Hellboy's forehead are. The epilogue is brand new, done specifically for this collection. So, yeah, so just him, uh, like, ever, like, um, Mignola is, like, constantly, like, uh, adjusting? Like, redoing? Like, more, he, um, my God, sorry. It's, like, he's just self-deprecating you know he's like uh just or giving giving credit to these other people like his editors who helped him kind of figure out something that he wouldn't have stumbled upon on his own and then it um, makes him a great cool. creator mm-hmm. yeah if you can he's give, willing if to you listen can, and change w- yeah, yeah exactly because i think there's too many i think most bad things that enter the world like that we like as a general audience they're like oh that didn't work and why didn't work a lot of we times we tend to find out that it's because no one's no one was willing to tell somebody like this doesn't work yeah or no you know what I mean? or they Star Wars prequels yeah. yeah yeah Star Wars prequels yeah oh my god yeah if you ever watched behind the scenes of those yep it's yep. it's interesting to find out that his sound guy George Lucas is Ben Burt Ben Burt there's mm-hmm. like a behind the scenes in one of those documentaries about the prequels where he's straight up like this doesn't make sense and George like then whispers to another guy about how like I can't stand him in there anymore with me and you're like that's where we yeah we when you stop like you're listening like, to people yeah. and you stop having these like boundaries then you're just flying off the rails but that's also too that great that he gives the credit to his editors because comic editors a good comic editor is the unsung hero of comic books yeah because they can look at the whole five issues and be like, mm, you know, and, and see outside of it. Whereas you're like so deep in the production of it. And and a good comic editor should help your story and make your story better. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's so, so cool. That is very cool. Any, um, before we close out, um, any favorite panels or any oh, other uh, last also thoughts? Also, the editor is Scott Alley, by the way. Scott, Just Scott Alley. Just put a name All right, to well the, done. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Any final thoughts? Or final uh, oh yeah, favorite panels. panels or favorite parts of the yeah, issue? Anything of this from just from chapter five? I mean, I know my favorite panel already. What is What's it? That? Mine is the one where he's that black negative space panel where he's in the mouth of, um, uh, yeah, right here. Uh, it's on the where he's in the mouth of the giant mother, and because yeah. um, I would love to see that upside down panel just on a notepad or notebook. I'd yeah. love to have a notebook oh, where it's all yeah. black and it's just that face. Yeah, that would be, be badass. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. Yeah, these three, this entire page is just so cool. Just like the, yeah, the scale and speed that it conveys is really, really cool. Um, Love it. I love it. Yeah, like the debris flying up, like you get the idea that he's just being shot up into the air in her mouth um, in this Iron Maiden. So, so cool. That's a great favorite panel. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, My Probably my two favorite strangely are I've already mentioned one so I won't go into it the Abe is just his worried face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when getting told his uh, death <laughs> death by Rasputin and then I just before the splash page I usually praise the splash pages and this one is praise worthy mm-hmm. but I think the pa- the small panel of the horse and the uh, the tink, the, the tink. I, I, I have that sound yeah. effect I call it the tink I don't know why yeah, I think that quiet <laughs> I think that, that can yep. yeah, it's sound. so perfect yeah. tink <laughs> Implied sound effect. Yeah. Oh, no, or pow, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> pow. I think yep. that is a, I love that quiet panel. I think because it just yeah. sets you up for the glory you're going to have the next page. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's and I think I like when Hellboy stands proud that he was able to defy chaos in that, like, the yellow background there and he's like standing fully erect, like, 
instead of like his usual slouch over. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like he, he did it. He feels accomplished and it's cool. And I thought that like said it really simply. Um, 100%. Yeah, it was great. Oh, I also just liked the, um, the castle of Nazis blowing up. Oh, I the just mushroom, thought, the mushroom you know, I mean, it's not like the, it's not the, it's not the best, like maybe storytelling wise, but I think it, I literally did say, holy shit. When I came yeah. upon that panel and it's, it's a shocking moment. It was fun. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. fun to read action. The Nazis moment. going down are always good times. Yeah. 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 You gotta love them. You get a Nazi Cheer. explosion. Yeah. Their whole army blew up just there. <laughs> so good. I'm with you. Uh, great. Yeah. Um, unless we have any favorite dialogue or anything that you want to point out, we can start. Um, we've been jerked. We've yeah, been, we've jerked been jerked. Is great. <laughs> we've been jerked was awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Paprika <laughs> chicken. We need to bring that jerked. back. We need to bring that back. Yeah. We've been I jerked. Think, yeah. You really jerked me. You jerked me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, we'd like to hear from you, so please email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all you listeners your thoughts on all of Wake the Devil, specifically chapter um five. Yeah. Um off of what we just read, do you guys have anything that you would suggest to our listeners to read or watch or see? Anything that was inspired by this. Go out. I mean, mine are just go out and listen to those songs. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> I Bon Jovi, Billy Joel, and the animals. Just listen to those. We'll tracks. make you a little Spotify playlist for this <laughs> yeah. uh, Hellboy episode. Uh, a waste of time, I cause. <laughs> um, I mean, it sounds like I need to read the first hundred Fantastic Four. I've never done that. So yeah, you I do. really should yeah, dip into that, I think. Do that as well. mm-hmm. Yeah, make the most of my hoopla uh, uh, experience. God, I can't. I just can never say your name. Bagba Yaba. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. I can never say that. It's I never. Okay. I can never remember that name. And Man, I know she's a pretty. We're mispronouncing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, part of your childhood. Um, yeah, she's a prominent character in Fables, and I'm going to recommend Fables. Fables is 150 issues. It's from Vertical Comics, written by Bill Willingham, and mostly drawn by Mark Buckingham. Uh, he, although there's other artists in there, it's great. It's um, it's it gets not as dark as Hellboy, but there are some dark stuff. It's basically all the fairy tale creatures are real. Yeah, and uh, they had to abandon their fairy tale land, and they live in New York. Uh, it's what uh, Once Upon a Time ripped off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Fables beat Once Upon a Time by like a decade. Yeah, so wow. and Once Upon a Time basically ripped them off. Uh, but it's great series, and it, it it there's a lot of touches of Hellboy that you can see. Fables was sort of there are pieces of Fables that were inspired by Hellboy. Yeah, well, Wolf Amazing. Among Us. Have you ever played that game? It is a great. It's the prequel that's from, to the series. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. That's that's yeah. my only real like exposure to game. Fable. Yeah. yeah, and that's that feels very much like yeah. like Hellboy adjacent. That, the, that video game Wolf Among Us takes place like right before issue one. Cool. So okay. it's sort of the prequel to the entire comic book series. So if you like I mean, Wolf Among Us, I have a random couple issues Fables. of Fable great. because yeah. I just thought the art was awesome. Yeah. I was like, and they have like multiple artists per Fables. The first volume is a trade that I give out many times to people that are like, I want to read good comic books. I usually like will give them Fables Volume One. Yeah, because yeah. it I sort have, of has characters that. that are somewhat familiar. And well, it's like yeah, you know all the fairy tale creatures, right. so you know them all. So yeah. it's very easy comic book to start reading comic books. So fun. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very good. Great suggestions. Great suggestions. And don't forget to go to sciencecomicbook.com. Sciencecomicbook.com. Yeah, that's where we are. What? September 12th. Uh, get yourself a 80-page graphic novel that I swear to God does not have Nazis, but it will have explosions. I Sweet. love that. I'll yep. take it. And yeah. where else can people find you if they want to hear more from you? Uh, you can find me online everywhere at Jawin. It's J-A-W-I-I-N. It's the first two letters of all three of my names. Uh, <laughs> it's Instagram at Jawin. It is Twitter at Jawin. It is YouTube at Jawin. And then my podcast, 
Geek History Lesson, which you can find on iTunes, all the places where we take a character and a construct of comic books or pop culture and we explain it to you in an hour. We have not done a Hellboy episode. That's interesting. But hey, now I think we got to bring you guys on. Oh, hey. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for to. that one. So, Sweet. Probably, you know, when that, if that movie's coming out as, as sooner than we think, then yeah, we need to do a Hellboy episode. Yeah, that yeah. You gotta build up to it. So. <laughs> Definitely. And then you can follow us on Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast at Instagram. On Twitter, we are Aw Crap Hellboy. And please subscribe, rate, and review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you podcast. Um, Thank you again, uh, Jason. Thank you for we having really me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. great to have you. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to bring that back. You jerked me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> jerk really people around. You really jerked me, man. Don't yeah. jerk jerking people around. <laughs> That's how we'll end this one yep. is telling our listeners, don't jerk people around. <laughs> <laughs>